بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته and welcome all viewers and listeners to yet another episode of a TBM podcast which is a project dedicated to helping examine with knowledge and contemporary affairs happening in the Muslim communities likewise we tackle topics such as studying in Saudi Arabia benefiting from some of the prominent Islamic scholars of today and how to apply to different universities juggling between marital life and studies, self-improvement, education, books, and much more. And of course, we have our weekly uploads every Monday at 9 p.m. KSA time, 6 p.m. UK time, and 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So feel free to send in your questions, topics that you would like to hear, hear discussed, either in the comments or uh, via email. Assalamu alaikum. What's up, bro? Hayyakallah. Assalamu alaikum. Good to be back again, man. Yeah, alhamdulillah. So let's get jump right into it. Um, A week of... Uh, Excitement, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, before we get into the topics at, at hand, though, I wanted to read this statement, um, for almost like a statement of appreciation. Somebody left in the comments on the last video, and they were, um, you know, we asked the people in our last episode to give us something which would, uh, they resonated with them, something that stood out to them that they benefited from. And mm -hmm. um, alhamdulillah, the, the, the engagement was overwhelming. And Nobody. from the... Uh, the messages that we got I want to read it today um, where they say Salaamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullah I have to say the part that resonated with me and, I, and I've been thinking about it for a couple of days now on the podcast is you guys discussed the Tawheed and you briefly broke down what it meant I usually hear a lot of Salafis frustrated at the fact that most of us laymen don't even understand the meaning of the Shahada and how we should and how we should all stop everything and go seek knowledge. But you both took the time uh, to actually explain it in a way I've never heard it before. And I appreciate that. I told my mother, I told and my sister, and will continue to try and pass on the message to those who are closest to me. You both are right. Everything in the religion comes from this uh, understanding of Tawheed. I need to single Allah out alone and to negate uh, all else is what I learned from the podcast. And to follow the, the Prophet ﷺ, follow his way, his sunnah. It really changed my perspective. And I appreciate you all for sharing these gems with the rest of us. It's not just listening uh, to you cover hot topics, as as I'm pretty sure a lot of us are really learning. So I sincerely ask Allah SWT to reward you both abundantly and make this heavy on your scale of good deeds. I mean, I mean, yeah. that's... Uh... I mean, look, at the end of the day, just يعني, the, the honor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. that you're able to, even one Muslim, no. allow him to understand the shahada, allow him to understand tawheed, no. such that they can change their lives for the better and inshallah enter Jannah. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, yeah. that's absolutely beautiful. So, Allah and Allah. at the same time, you know, the... Uh, like like the commenter has mm. mentioned that she's sharing it with her family her yeah, friends yeah yeah that, that's that's how change comes about exactly that's, and that's how, how you're supposed happens. to establish you know da'wah you know start with yourself then nah. those around you nah. your family and friends nah exactly so it starts Lock small on. the da'wah to tawheed it started small mm. and like the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi said and we're living in challenging times. Mm. Uh, these, uh, the kuffar or, or the enemies of Islam are spending billions and millions. They got platforms, mm. yes, that they want to use for spreading their shar. Mm. So 
the fact that you know this the call to tawhid and calling people to the religion of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala now it starts small but if out of the couple of thousand of you that watch watches this or even attends any other this <laughs> benefits tawhid yeah. everyone took it on themselves yeah. to cultivate themselves and their family subhanallah, subhanallah. yeah and it, and it also um you know pushes to you know the reasons and the goals behind why this podcast was started you know it, it, yes we talk about these hot topics as the sister mentioned but she caught on there it's also something which people learn from and that's where you try to find a balance in yeah. you know on these social media platforms you try to find a balance between the two so we can bring back the communities bring back the youth and give a which which, which is really the most important thing when you mentioned the, the, the balance why because we find a lot of people who gain popularity on youtube yes like we said last time is because they focus on the particular niche or yeah. niche or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Both pronunciations are okay. <laughs> so um, they focus on that side mm. and they over-focus on it because that's what gets them the views. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. So someone becomes Muslim and I'm doing a podcast with him tomorrow. Okay, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, you do that. But who is going to clarify to the people what they need and not just what they want? It's easy to cater for what people want, what they want yeah. to hear, right? But the reality is, what is it that you need? Yeah, I'm just happy. I'm happy people are benefiting. I'm happy that, you know, people are um, participating in the comments and, you know, I, I, it's all just humbling to me and I'm happy <laughs> that you mm-hmm. see it going somewhere. Alhamdulillah. Exactly. We ask Allah yeah. continue, continue engage, engaging. Yeah, we ask Allah to make us sincere and accept mm-hmm. it from us all. Mm-hmm. Because um, you could, you've, you'll notice mm-hmm. this particular video, mashallah, Mm. We did when we tell, told the people to tell us what resonates with them, and don't think we don't read it. Well, I read all <laughs> of it, and it helps us to make better clips, inshallah. Now, you can't respond to all of it, but you can't respond it, to all of it. Generally we do read speaking, it. it all gets read. Yeah. Now, but even more importantly, you can see how, with the increase in comments and engagement, the views increase. Why? Because now YouTube, the algorithm is helping you out, right? Yeah. yeah. And not that we're after views, but then, mm. but the khair. We want the spread. message to spread. We want the message to spread. No. The khair to spread. We want to make sure that you know the same way you're message. You're saying that you're benefiting the way same way you're sitting and watching and, and benefiting from it. We want others to benefit as no. well. No. There's a lot of people who may not know about the channel, you know, no. obviously. So when you engage with it, it helps the algorithm. It no. helps the you know, and this is how these platforms are used. If nobody's uh, aware of it, but these platforms have algorithms. Yeah, you know, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, etc. So it helps the algorithm. Now, uh, so again, Jazakallah Khair, or Jazakallah Khair for that comment. We really appreciate it. And all, everyone else was commenting as well. Yeah. Um, moving on to another upcoming thing. We talked about this last week, which was the Dawrah of Sheikh Saleh Al-Usaymi, Hafidullah Ta'ala, that was going to be starting in Medina on November 25th. Friday, November 25th. And now recently we have the schedule. So, you know, some people were asking about the schedule. And I, automa- I automatically assumed that it was going to be the same as the rest of the years, you know. But actually... This year is quite different. It seemed like he's going to do different levels, like Mustawa Awal, Mustawa Thani, possibly, because um, he's only covering like half the books. So if anybody's familiar with his Dora, there's two big books. Like, yeah. I, had, I had the book over there, but yeah. the other one is, oh, here's the first one right here. Okay. So this is one book right here, right? This is one. You see how big this I mean, book what is? What makes it big, though, is because it's got a place for notes in it. Yeah, side. yeah, yeah. So every page is a page with notes. This camera's there, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every 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 page has its notes on the front and in the back. Yeah. So um, this is this was a book that was a, a gift for someone. So this isn't the book that I actually use. My book actually has a cover. Yeah. And it's over on that side. Yeah. Uh, however, 
that's the book. Okay, and it's pretty big and thick. So it seemed like he's going to take only the first book of this. Um, it's given out for free, by the way. And it's given out for free. No. Nah, alhamdulillah. So the first day, Yom al is when it's going to start. And it's going to go through Ta'adhim al-In, the normal. And it starts after Asr. After Asr, November 25th, Masjid al-Nabawi. And then it goes on for eight days up until the next Juma, where, uh, yeah, the next Juma, where again, he'll be finishing with, you know, it seemed like he's going to for mostly uh, Aqidah books in the beginning. Or Tawheed books, right? Thalatatul Usul, Aqwa'al Arba, Fadl al-Islam, Aqid al-Wasatiyah, Kitab al-Tawheed. Kitab al-Tawheed. Kitab al-Tawheed has two days by itself. Actually, more like three days. You see that? That's right, yeah. It has Yom al after Maghrib, and then it continues for two days. And then Yom al-Khamis, Thursday, is still continuing. Mashallah. Kafshah Shubahat. So, yani. He's not going to go through his Arba'in Nawiyah, it seems, and some other books, or some of the other books that were connected to it. But Alhamdulillah, it's still a very beneficial um Seems like it'll, it'll be covered maybe like next. Because I mean, one of the things that changed here in Saudi is that we used to have two academic terms. Yeah. Now yeah, we have yeah. three academic so, terms. So, so in, in it, before there was only one holiday mm. in the middle of the year between the two terms. And that, and that holiday used to be very holidays. long as well, right? It like used to be long. Almost like two weeks almost, Yeah, I would say. So this holiday now is only a week. Yeah. So he's. This is where he can cover it. I guess only these books in this week. But right then here. the end of next term, there's another which holiday be before Ramadan. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping during that I'm break, assuming, yeah. there's gonna be that Mustafa Fani yeah. during that time. Yeah. Bismillah So uh, mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah. Also, I got an email um, regarding the book club, uh, the Tibian book club. Remember, I said the Tibian yeah, book club. Yeah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. So somebody emailed me about it literally just yesterday asking, you know, is it going to be coming back? Things like that. I'm thinking about bringing it back, uh, but it's going to be a little bit more exclusive to a, a community circle. So I think yeah. I might add it to my Tibian uh, pot followers on there or yeah. the Patreon followers on there yeah. who can uh, follow along and we can, I can send out the link and we all do it together. Because the thing about... It's hard I, to do with a couple of thousand people. I yeah, suppose. yeah. It's hard, <laughs> to, it's hard to do a couple thousand, but also I think people like that... People like to interact when it's more personal. Yeah. You know, yeah. so when it's more like a, a small circle and we can actually review the book together or give your thoughts and things, it's more engaging. Yeah, yeah, it's more engaging. Whereas YouTube, I think it was um people maybe shy away from the big audience. You know, there's a lot Yeah, I, I did something similar. One of the courses that I, I I done was meant to be for the youth. And my idea was like that I shared like yeah, two, yeah. three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. It's like they ask questions and then I answer it. And then obviously at the same time I don't want people to lose out. Yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. streaming it live on YouTube. Guess what happened? Uh, Absolutely no one's engaging in, inside Zoom. So everyone's like, "Hey, I'm on YouTube." No, <laughs> no, yeah, everyone's yeah. afraid of asking questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then that's the kind of time whereby you don't want to make something exclusive, but in order to get the benefit you're looking for, you have to make it exclusive. I, I think, Otherwise, yeah, you know, I think, I think the a, students a, will benefit more. I think they they'll appreciate it more when they're when it's more exclusive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like They'll benefit more that small group yeah, that you yeah, have. Yeah. Sometimes you know, sometimes you got quality, sometimes quantity, and there's just not these sort of experiences you can't deliver, you know, to the masses. There are things that you can scale, yeah. things you can't scale, yeah, things yeah. that you can give to everyone, and things that you can't. So if you want to have interactive and engagement, and even I did the same thing recently. Mm. I launched Patreon initially. I mean, I had Patreon for almost a a year mm. year and a half and alhamdulillah had a few supporters mm-hmm. a lot of word them from from yeah, the from yeah, the start but then um with these courses i done the same thing and alhamdulillah and it's a very good idea you're doing it as well because now you're able to yeah, yeah. connect with a smaller group but 
the benefit will be more yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah. You know, yeah. the benefit I, for I, them I've will be more. I've had a Patreon for like for some time, but I yeah. never, I never, you know, sun it out or I never, you know. Yeah, I had it. I didn't have any tears. Like I had no benefit. Yeah, like they I, say you have to give benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just that you know, it it's just an opportunity for people that want to support. Here you go, you support. But I never connected it to anything. You know that you give back yeah, to those yeah, yeah. that support, but yeah. I think it's a good thing because it wasn't until recently so I had one person join a tear, yeah, and then now he and he gave me the encouragement to, to get going sure. with it because yeah, and and it was uh he sent a message you know talking about he you know it was a you know very humbling message you know no. at any rate um I was like okay halas it's time to get this going you know the book so club. No, now I'm I advise now you I'm thinking it. about getting it started again so yeah, inshallah that'll be it. coming soon bidding like Tyler and the Patreon link will be uh in the description below so now going on to um connected to that conference somebody has sent a question and uh i think the question was very important because it's uh it's something that goes to a lot of our minds especially when we're first learning arabic so they say uh, i have a question regarding sheikh usaymi's dora for those planning to come to the dora and this will be the first time in a gathering like this any first time they'll be in a gathering like this. What are some of the manners and etiquettes we should have when attending? If you are able to talk about it in the next podcast, that would be uh, very helpful. And then they go on to say, also for those with limited Arabic who live in a non-Arabic speaking country, how can we improve our ability of listening and making notes in Arabic in Arabic during the lesson? You want to start off with that? Great. Um, <laughs> manners and etiquettes for being there. I mean, obviously, know that you're going to be sitting there with a couple of thousand people, inshallah ta'ala. No. So just always, yani, so it's like going to a big masjid for taraweeh or whatever, you know. Don't mm-hmm. distract the people. Make sure your phone is on mute. Um, you know, make sure, you know, siwak and these sort of things that, you know, you, you look after yourself in the sense that like when you go to the masjid that you don't have like garlic and stuff mm. and you don't eat things that give off a bad smell before mm. you go to masjid in the Nebu. and it's masjid in the Nebu anyway so any any sort of manners and etiquettes that you would have for visiting the prophet muhammad's mosque or any other mosque for that like that's one thing mm. then you have the manners and etiquettes of actually being in a gathering of knowledge no so that includes paying attention you know uh, to the sheikh Right, not speaking with people next to you, not interrupting others, and specifically Sheikh Saleh Al Sheikh Saleh Al Hussaimi, he's very particular on this when it comes to the tulab and and the way they conduct themselves. So yeah. you'll find that even though it's a gathering of a couple of thousand people, you'll find people before they get up and they leave, they seek istidan. Yeah, They're like, yeah, Sheikh, yeah. can I go? <laughs> and then they go. Sahih. And I remember and there's if this... not, he's going to say something about it. And if well. not, yeah. Because there's this clip whereby the Sheikh, he was teaching, and it's a beautiful clip. The Sheikh went, mashallah, he went, and he gave some good, uh, yeah. but it was towards the end of the class. Yeah, like yeah, literally yeah. tail end of the class, and people already started getting up. And he's like, why is everyone getting up? Yeah, I'm gonna put that in the description. Yeah, but that's a very beautiful clip. He's like, <laughs> why is everybody getting up? Yeah, I mean, why, why do you think I'm sitting here and and he actually admonished them in, in, in that regard? So that's also important. Um, if you want to add something to that before you go to the Arabic. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, Barakalafik. So just adding to that, I would say uh, you know, like you mentioned, it's gonna be in a masjid, right? It's gonna be in a gathering in the house uh, of the house of houses of Allah, Tabaraka wa ta'ala, and from the best houses. This is Masjid Nabawi. So um with that uh, taken in consideration, understand that these are majalis al-ilm and you're in a form of ibadah. So seeking knowledge is a form of ibadah. So a, for, a form of worship. So in that 
essence take that in mind and be focused be sincere uh don't be there you know some people they attend gatherings like this and they're you know they're on the phone recording this the the all the students or they're you know on their phone checking messages or they're you know they're not really engaged and focused on what is actually being taught so go there with the correct uh intention ikhlas which is to raise your raise the ignorance off yourself and then those around you this is what you want to go and sit in these now these uh sittings with and that the 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 uh yani inshallah the tranquility is being yani uh sent down upon these gatherings you no, know no. so as it comes in the hadith of the prophet so understand that and the dua is being made for you so we have to understand this because they also fall between the salawat as well so yeah. you're also waiting for the salawat because you're you're there from asr to maghrib from maghrib to isha these are some long periods yeah which is good make sure you have the intention for itikaf <laughs> yeah because yeah so, true so, so, so one of the scholars they mentioned that yeah. itikaf doesn't have to be overnight yeah, or a long yeah, time yeah. you can do itikaf between two salawat yeah, exactly with that intention you get extra reward you're doing itikaf you've missed it in Nabawi alhamdulillah so I mean yeah. there's a lot of benefits to this a lot of benefits and a lot of things you have to take in consideration and know that you know again this is uh, a bad it's not a time for playing it's not a time for you know being on your phone a lot leave that for this week Leave it for this week, being involved in group chats, being involved on social media. Come, have, you know, an attentive air focus. Even if you're Arabic, and we're going to go into this now, if your Arabic isn't, and it looks to be that, and it's not to the level in which you can really benefit, um, still look at the etiquettes of the scholars. Look at the etiquettes of students. You know, think about being in this gathering. Try to take down what you can. Um, and that's really I mean, all I have really on that. And that is actually, like we mentioned last time with... Sheikh Suleiman Rahili talked about that guy who came to one of his conferences, didn't even understand Arabic. Oh, yeah, you need yeah, to remember yeah. is that, and, you know, go back to that clip, maybe you can post on it, which yeah, is yeah, that yeah. one of the biggest benefits of attending the circles of knowledge, number one, obviously, the, the malaika can make dua for you, no. like you've mentioned. No. It's a sitting of knowledge where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all of those better attendants, even those, you know, that were there. You know, like it mentions, humul qom laishqa bihim julusum. They are, they are the 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 qom. They are the people. They are the the ones that mm. Allah is pleased with. Allah and and whoever sits with them, then he's 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 not that lost. So that's one thing. So just being there, even if you don't understand Arabic, there's so much to be benefited. No. And one thing you'll also gather from that, on top of the Sheikh making dua, of course, mm. is that you when you go back to your country. You won't feel that lonely anymore mm. when you're like the only one in your neighborhood that's maybe seeking knowledge. Because now you know there's thousands of people like you Sahih. that you've Sahih. met. You Sahih. know, so it's, it's something really, you know, that brings joy to the heart. Sahih. When you go there and you see so many thousands of tulab who are all there to seek knowledge, it increases you in hope. And you yeah, look yeah. at the ummah and you're like, mashallah, this ummah, there's a lot of khair in it. If yeah, these yeah. thousands of people Sahih. are here seeking Sahih. knowledge, Things are not as bleak as I think it was in that little neighborhood that I lived somewhere in the middle of America in a small village. There's a lot of khair around the world, you know? 100%. So you'll go back with that, subhanAllah, you know? Add to that as well, from the etiquettes, I would say, is making sure you're being patient with the other tulab. Because when you come to these type of gatherings, especially Sheikh Salah or Saimi, it's packed. And sometimes sitting there for the amount of hours, especially if it's your first time, it can get maybe a little uncomfortable. Um, 
people can be sitting too close. Some people want to get as close as they can possible. Some people want to get in just to get in. So they might come through the salawat, and guess what? They might step on your feet. They might sit way too close. You didn't get this area like this. And now somebody wants to pretty much sit on your lap. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we all had the moments, right? And it's like, now you're sitting there uncomfortable for at least an hour. You have to, like, yeah. be patient with the people. You yeah. have to... um keep remem- rem- uh, remembering why you're there make dua for these people who may you know have bad etiquettes in these majalis if you want to advise them advise them in a, in a good in a good way yeah and especially coming from the west you might see a lot of different you might have a cultural shock, shock right yeah so you might have a lot of people who are way different in the way that you might carry yourself in manners and etiquettes yeah so you got to be patient with that and you have yeah. to excuse it you have to yeah. take this in consideration Go and bring a part. small chair Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Bring a small chair for sure. Those oh, chairs you can, you can buy them. You can buy them when you uh, outside the Masjid Nabawi. Yeah, I would advise those ones, and maybe I can put a picture on the screen so people can see it. You mean but the small ones that are kind of like a prayer mat? Yeah, yeah, those ones. Yeah, those I, ones. If you if you're a little bit taller, you're gonna struggle. Yeah, it's gonna be bang in the middle of your back. It feels like your back is breaking in half. Oh, you use that big one. That that. Yeah, you need a big one. The problem with that one sometimes they don't allow it in the Masjid Nabawi. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's true. That's the problem. So I remember we had to smuggle it in. What's <laughs> <laughs> that? <laughs> yeah so, Just so, so this is the issue right with those ones sometimes they might be too big and the guards say sorry this is yeah. you can't allow this in you know yeah. uh, as far as the small ones that are like like the prayer mat almost they fold like this like a like i don't know what you would call that that's yeah. yeah however um they're them ones are easily let in that people know what they they're yeah. for yeah um it works for me i think it's okay um no I remember problem. what I was saying to the God, Achi, we're going to sit here with Sheikh Hussein, we're going to be here for seven hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. <laughs> I, think it's I, more like a, I think it's more of a safety precaution, right? Yeah, if they're like, really big, they yeah, don't know what's inside. they don't know inside. what's inside. What's, yeah. And they check your bags and stuff when you come in, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, yeah, I think, I think uh, oh, oh, also, you know, when you get tired, it's not something that's unnormal. And Sheikh Saleh Hussein means to see people standing up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to see people just stand straight up with their book. Yeah, yeah. Why? I because if you're that. sitting down, you can easily fall asleep. You can doze off, whatever the case may be. If you're standing up, automatically you feel like the yeah. energy's coming back a little bit. You're waking yeah, up. Yeah, stand true. up until Yanni. You don't stand in the whole time. You know, yeah. stand until you need to. You know, wake yourself up. Then sit back down. You know, yeah, and that's yeah. completely normal. Completely yeah, yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Also, the sheikh he doesn't like uh, people bring, coming with uh, shuruhat. Other explanations. Yeah, he's he's against this. If you're coming to the lesson with Sheikh Saleh Hussein, he's like, you're coming to to get a shot. You're coming to explain, understand, and yeah. you know, cross thoughts. When people come with shurahat, they're busy with the other shurahat. The other explanations. So the they other come with a book yeah. so you, of a Sulu explanation of Sheikh Fuzan, for example. Example, example. Right, yeah. and they're taking notes in that one. And they're they're contrasting and comparing between what the Sheikh is saying versus what Sheikh Fuzan is saying. Yeah. Now you're getting caught up in in what you're supposed to be listening to. You're yeah. supposed to be there benefiting from Sheikh Saleh Usaimi. No, you're going to get confused. Yeah, out get of confused no, well. the Sheikh telling you don't do that because you'll get confused. You'll mix two sharahs together. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So he doesn't like this and he, he'll give tanbih if he sees it. If, like if yeah. you're in front of him or something, he'll make sure he says this. Yeah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. And mashallah, um, a lot of what the Quran, those that read to the Sheikh. Yeah, yeah, Beautiful very, voices. Very nice, very nice. They, they, they actually, they make the whole experience, you know, next yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, so, so. <laughs> Also, um, <laughs> I'm just thinking about things now. It's coming up as we're talking with Sheikh Saleh Usaimi. Uh, also regarding your sitting right so some people might sit right in front of the sheikh but yani, it's like aib to have your feet pointed directly to the sheikh yeah, yeah. this is something which is like yeah, it's, it's very be. strange like it's not something which is considered to be uh, yeah. uh, respectful Just um, like, you know the narration Imam Malik I think he was no. if I'm not mistaken he saw some guy yeah, walking yeah. to the masjid big beard was a bit, I think it's some white beard as well. and he, you look at him he looks like someone who's very knowledgeable so yeah yeah and then he walked up to him and he asked him something. What did he ask again? 
can't remember. I can't remember what the question was. We asked him a question that was a silly question that shows that he's not someone that has any knowledge. And that was Imam Shafi. Imam Shafi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Imam Shafi. I think it was Malik. And Malik in an. Uh, and it's okay for Malik now to stretch his feet. So then he stretches his Because when he came oh, yeah, in, yeah, okay, I got you, I he got came you. in, he, he put his feet back, like thinking, oh, this is a person of knowledge. Yeah, He's yeah, someone yeah. who <laughs> came in. So he sit, sat up straight. Yeah, he was like uptight looking. Yeah, yeah and, and put his feet back. But then when this guy asked this question that shows that, you know, he's not a scholar and he's very ignorant. Yeah. And Ali Malik, and it's okay for now Malik to stretch his feet. So he stretches yeah, his feet. Yeah, a lot of Yeah, so yeah, that's uh, something you got to be um, mindful of. And, the next part of this question, it says, um, also for those with limited Arabic who live in non-Arabic speaking countries, how can we improve our ability of listening and making notes in the Arabic during the lesson? Nah. Nah. Well, I always tell, uh, I always tell my students, and it might seem like something that's obvious, but sometimes uh, that's the, our problem. Our problem is we, we basically don't know, the, we don't notice the obvious. Mm. Arabic has got four skills, like we all know, speaking, reading, listening, and writing. Sah? Mm. In order to improve any of your Arabic language skills, you have to do that skill. In other words, mm. to get better at listening, you have to listen. No. To get better at speaking, you have to speak. To get better at writing, you have to write. To get better at you know, reading, you have to read. No. So how do you get better in your Arabic listening skills? By listening as much as you can. The more you listen, the better you get at it. So How do you get better at Arabic writing? By reading as much as you can. The more you write, the better you get. There is the whole structured approach, as in يعني, make sure that your listening is kind of structured, mm-hmm. that you're not you listening to something that's easy first, mm-hmm. that is suitable to your level, and then you go up and you go up. Mm-hmm. Same when it comes to writing and, mm-hmm. and the likes. That's obviously the job of a curriculum and a teacher and an Arabic structured Arabic program. But nevertheless, you know, there's nothing else to it than actually doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing it. So yeah. that, never think that you'll get better at speaking Arabic if you don't speak Arabic with people around so. you. Or you get better at listening if you don't listen to a lot of durus. So just listen to a lot of durus and you'll get better, inshallah. I wanted to add to that as well. Um, like specifically coming to these lessons, like obviously if you're traveling here, you're coming from the West, you're coming from somewhere, you have to catch a plane here, right? Um, whilst on the plane, I would take advantage, or even right now, I would start taking advantage of listening to the previous lessons because this is his 13th year teaching these this this yeah, Dora. Yeah. so it's not the first time you know and the explanation isn't i mean he adds to it every year but it's generally speaking 80 percent is is already it's something that's already been written down it's in the tefariq so if you go to his website you'll find the books with their explanation i will start listening on youtube or wherever the, the uh, audio is available along with looking at the the sharh of the sheikh and then taking notes as you go along pausing where you need to um making figuring out the words in a language that you may not understand no. familiarize yourself with the text before you come you know yeah. that that always helps in specifically any, the metan itself yeah 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 even because these mutun yeah the vast majority of all of them have been translated yeah 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 to english of course 100%. so so familiar yourself with the metan to start with yes. and this also benefits you in, in another sense which you know a lot of talab they overlook this which is mm-hmm. that it's always important sheikh Hussein mentioned this as well that you read the metan before you come to the desk because now you know where the gaps are exactly you know where things you don't understand mm-hmm. so now you're actually kind of like waiting for the sheikh to clear that doubt exactly you know so that, that something that you're ready for now because yeah. you're like i read the metan so. this didn't make clear it wasn't really clear to me 
But now when the sheikh's explaining, you're like, oh yeah, that's what I was looking for. You touched, you touched on a good point. Yeah, I even, yeah. I even forgot about that one. Like, which is that look at the metan in your language. Yeah. Like, go through it and make sure you understand it in English as well. You know, this can help. You it know, helps a lot. It yeah. helps a lot. You know, yeah. when you're going through it, because now you it helps explain other words and other things that may come up. And like you said, it helps fill in the gaps as well. Yeah, you definitely, know, definitely. That You'll up. be much readier for the dars. So just that's just general advice. Anyone for anyone. Yeah, that's anyone. If you're gonna though. go to a dars, make sure you read. And the Sheikh Osama mentions this a lot. Make sure you read the matan mm. before you come to the dars, mm-hmm. so you have an understanding of the matan. You mm-hmm. know where your weaknesses are. You know where the gaps are, and then you'll really benefit from the dars, as opposed to just not even knowing the matan. Because now you're actually all your Resources are going to understanding the method now, mm. so you miss some of the sharah. Exactly. So come, bef- come prepare before. Listen, be attentive throughout the entire thing, looking for those different gaps that you may not have understood. And afterwards, go back and do review again. Yeah. All three of these together, inshallah, you'll see a difference in your Arabic th- when you leave the dora. If you're being very attentive throughout the entire week and you're doing these different things, you're going to see some type of improvement. Ashik. You know, there's going to be there's going to be improvement there. Uh, moving on to the next issue, the next subject matter at hand. And that was adi- addressing some of the issues from the last podcast. <clears throat> In the last podcast, we talked about Halloween in Saudi. We talked about, um, you know, different affairs connected to Khuruj um, once again. And dealing with um, different shubhat that people were putting out there about Saudi Arabia and about this mess. Allah. And we broke it down, I would say, relatively in depth, especially for the time that we had. Um, but you had a statement that you wanted to read from uh, one of the individuals oh, yeah, who were. So, yeah, so Daniel Hakikachu mm. basically had a response to what we said because we did actually call him out mm-hmm. for some of the things that he was doing, specifically the event he's done, mm-hmm. the Halloween event, and um, and but before you jump into that, let's yeah. be let's be um, let's clarify this that we like this podcast we're we're trying to bring about clarity to issues, right? Yeah, along with teaching the issues, so it's not going to turn into like a whole bunch of rebuttals and responses back and forth. Back and forth. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's not what we want to busy the people with. And that's not what we want to be busy with. No. Um, what we want to be busy with is teaching. But um, in this particular issue, I think there could have been benefit um, that could have been derived from this message. So that's why we're going over it. Yeah. That, However, that's the I mean, there's I mean, been a lot of messages. It proves a bigger point. Look, proves yeah. a bigger point. Look, uh, I mean, I mean, if we were going to respond, mm. then I think he must have posted like 50 messages. Yeah, or there's, something. A, there's a lot. We're there's not going to go through all of that. Yeah. I just, this particular one, I want to point it out because there's a bigger theme here mm. and you can use that and the audience can use that as, again, a yardstick. Yeah. Right? So, he actually posted like uh, a message mm-hmm. quoting what you said. It's actually a picture of, of you and me there. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure you're going to put it on the screen, yeah, right? Yeah, I see, I see. Okay, so he says, uh, look at the ignorance. All this brother said was Halloween is haram. That's a clip you took from your statement where you said Halloween is haram. Mm. He says that is not the issue in question. The issue in question is it is haram for a Muslim government to sponsor and promote Halloween festivities. Let's see the bootlickers say that publicly. Spamming Halloween is haram, guys, does not prove you're upholding the correct shari position because that's an entirely separate mas'ala. Facebook. Look, <laughs> look, this is ajib. And I'll tell you why it's ajib. Because he's basically saying that saying Halloween is haram is a mas'ala. That's a particular mas'ala, particular issue. Particular, yeah. Okay. And the ruler promoting it, if you like, 
or sponsoring or whatever is another issue. Well, have you ever read a book on fiqh? If something is haram, if you go to the books of fiqh and usul al-fiqh and qawaid al-fiqhiyya, the religious rulings in our religion, they're khamsa. You got something that's either wajib, mustahab, juz, jaiz, or mubah, or it's makruh or it's haram. These are the rulings of the different issues. And there are qawaid kulliya, and there are general principles, right? Yeah. Such as, for example, if something is haram, it's haram to promote it. Haram to sell it. It's haram to fund it. It's haram, it's haram to buy it. It's haram, haram to, to buy deal it. with it. This Anything. all relates to that same mas'ala. Exactly. Okay. Another thing. If something is haram, it's haram on everyone. It's haram on me. It's haram on you. It's haram on the ruler. Yeah. It's haram on <laughs> everyone. So for you to now say these are two different mas'ail, yani, it just, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, yani, how are the these point. two different mas'ail? Uh, this proves one thing. Sorry. Uh, it proves just one thing and nothing else, which mm. is, all you are interested in, Muslim ruler, Muslim ruler, Muslim ruler. You don't care about the hukum of the mas'ala, if it's halal it's, or haram. Yeah, and it's, it's rather a, about, you know, okay, it's haram, that's one issue, okay, that's fine, but exactly. it's not good enough for me. And I want to know the ruler. You have to mention Muslim ruler by name. And this is the issue that I mentioned last week, is, was that we could talk about the mas'ala of Halloween. We know it's haram. Yeah. Then defend the scholars by saying, because that was another thing that people were saying, and I think he was from included that the scholars aren't speaking up against it, right? Yeah. Speaking against Halloween specifically. And we clearly state that this is haram and the scholars have been talking about it for years. Yeah. And any other festivity that is non-Islamic or not from our, our shara, right? But then the issue at hand that these individuals want to deal with is connecting it to the ruler and us speaking out against the ruler directly. As you mentioned, if something is haram for a Muslim, then is not every Muslim included, why would it be something which singles out and makes it permissible for the, only the ruler or anyway, only a particular body? And if you read the books <laughs> of fiqh, do you see that mas'ala? Blah, 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 haram. Okay, another mas'ala. Muslim ruler, also for him, haram. You don't, it's not a different mas'ala. Yeah, it is the same mas'ala. Is Halloween halal or haram? It's haram. If anybody clarifies that, and the scholars, they clarify it, then it applies to everyone. Yeah. All right? So for you to call this now a completely different mas'ala, it just goes to show, my dear brother, seek knowledge. And, and the irony, the irony yeah. at all is what? Yeah. He started the whole message with, look at the ignorance. Okay, I want good for this brother to be honest. I want him to I want him to just just to learn this bab. I mean this bab right here is clear like that he has failed to understand it. He's failed to look at the khutub the kutub of the salaf of what Yani is entailed with regards to khuruj, what is entailed with regards to the imama dealing with Muslim leaders, how to deal with them, their adab, following them, etc. What's the do's and what's the don'ts? What's the things you can delve into as far as speaking about what you can't? It's not about any of these other things that you know you like to dress it up as. It's not no bootlegging. It's not no madkhariism. You call it whatever you like. This is something which is established. And no matter what names you may call individuals, this is going to continue to be established because it's something that is above all of us. It's something that came way older and something that's established in Quran and Sunnah. Scholars have talked about it in the past, the sellers, everything. It's not something that we don't even really need to go too much into. Like, It's clear. Like This mas'ala is clear. Um, And saying it's a separate mas'ala you say it's a separate mas'ala. Bring one book that shows you a chapter that makes this into a separate mas'ala. Yeah, one book. Where's that separate mas'ala that you're not talking just, not about? Not just Halloween, anything. 
where something spoke of it that mentioned something's haram for the and then am, for the am. for a particular mas'ala yeah, or yeah. particular issue yeah. and then it gives another one talking about if it's haram to fund it and to promote it and then another mas'ala underneath that talking about if it's halal or haram for the muslim ruler Allah I've never come across that in my life Allah uh, but akhil kareem look and, and and this goes to the real point over here which is our responsibility as tullab ilm all the responsibility of the scholars generally speaking is to deal with the root cause no. and not with the symptoms yeah yani if all of the sha'ab population of any country Saudi Arabia other than them mm. if they were all people who knew what Halloween is they know it's haram they know it's pagan roots and they believe in that and they accept that yes would Halloween's festivities happen not at all they wouldn't happen not at all so the root cause is that the fact that Muslims are ignorant about this exactly right? and unfortunately and this is the reality which is that like it's been mentioned mm. that your rulers like the way you are your rulers will be no. okay so that's why Ali radiallahu an yes when some of the khawarij they came to him and they said to him you know how come at the time of Umar and at the time of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhum all these issues problems were not happening <laughs> he said to them because Abu Bakr and Umar they were ruling over people like me and I have to rule over people like you okay so that's that's the problem yeah. the problem is like Sheikh Al-Albani mentions it's an issue of at-tasfi and tarbiyah it's an issue of cultivating the people it's an issue of fixing the jahl that is then in the Muslim ummah when we fix that jahl and the ummah and the Muslim community is in a much better state then definitely Allah does not change the state of the people until change, they change their own state Sahih. our ummah is in a state of ignorance mm. that is the problem that, okay? that reminds me of something uh, Sheikh Muhammad Hajri he was mentioning uh, in an old and quote a state of ignorance not jahiliyah when yeah, I say yeah. <laughs> people, our ummah yeah. yani in a state of ignorance in the sense that yeah. there's a lot of ignorance yeah you know, in the ummah, yeah. okay, that needs to be uh, taught now. So yeah, I, had to, I had to clarify yeah, that. Yeah, 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 I understand. <laughs> Sheikh Muhammad, he was talking about how, um, you know, some people, they like to jump to like extremes, like we need to go to the rulers or we need to change. They go to things that can't be possible, right? Or maybe it's out of their, out of their ability to do so, right? Yeah. He's like, why don't you worry about changing yourself? Then change your family. Then change though, your neighbor. And then guess what? Now we got a community. Now we got Yani individuals with us now that that neighborhood changing and calling to that khayr to the next neighborhood beside them guess what we got a whole area now yeah. right now it spreads and becomes a city now that city continues on and it becomes a ballad you know then this, this is how we make change it's not going to be Allah overnight Allah. it's not going to be overnight it's going to be something that's going to take place but have to make sure you do it in a consistent manner and that what you're able to do this right here brings about no khayr if, if anything if anything Akhi, generally speaking people that fall for this ideology mm. they're too hasty mm-hmm. the prophet like he said in his, in, in his hadith he said Wallahi, Allah will complete this affair mm. and Islam will reach and Islam will, will get everywhere you are a people that are hasty. No. Prophet Hassan said this to the companions because the companions obviously they're going through a lot of hardship and the yeah. likes. The Prophet said that this this issue it will reach its, its pinnacle. No. But don't be hasty. No. And it reached its pinnacle. But how did Prophet Muhammad no. start? And what did the companions do? The end, the, this, the latter part of the ummah that no. we are in no. will not be rectified. Abadan. Mm. Except by that which rectified 
the earlier part of the ummah. And if you allow me to read this quote, beautiful quote, yeah, um, that we can all benefit from mm-hmm. by one of the Algerian scholars, uh, Sheikh Muhammad al Bashir al Ibrahimi, rahimahullah. He said, لو رزق الله إخواننا هؤلاء عقولا تزن الأمور بعواقبها. He said, if Allah subhanahu wa taala had given these brothers of ours, mm. okay, intellects that allow them to look at things th- by yes, looking reality. at its consequences, mm. by looking at the end result, no. okay. وإخلاصا يذيب الحسد. If Allah gave them a level of sincerity that would melt away the hasad mm. and the envy in their hearts. No. And an and, and ikhlas that would get away from the selfishness, okay, that they have. Mm. If Allah gave them these things, then they no. would have known. They would have known that khair, all khair is in being united. Ijtima', the jama'ah. And not cutting off from the jama'ah. And not causing this sort of descent. No. They would know that all of the khair is a filistima' and that the strength, all strength is in being together and united. Mm. And that opposing the jama'ah, going against the jama'ah, mm. yes? And we'll talk about that, you know, the jama'ah itself needs to be explained. But no. the jama'ah, generally speaking, is the ruler no. and those with him. That's the jama'ah, generally body, speaking. Body of Muslims, the yeah. body of Muslims mm. under their rulership. No. That's the jama'ah, okay? No. وَأَنَّ الْخُرُوجِ عَلَى الْجَمَاعَةِ أَهْلَكَ مَنْ قَبْلَنَا And that going against the jama'ah has destroyed those before us. فِي نِهَايَةُ الْقُوَّةِ At the pinnacle of their strength. And it's the end of the strength and at the pinnacle when they were on top. Subhanallah. And when the Sahaba رضي الله عنهم and the Salaf and the Tabi'un and Tabi'un when they were on top and they had the khilaf and they were strong and organized, you know. الْخُرُوجِ عَلَى الْجَمَاعَةِ destroyed them. No. And the khawarij and what they did caused the splitting of the ummah, which then caused, you know, you know, made the ummah da'if and that led to what it led to. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So if 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 going against the jama'ah destroyed them at the pinnacle <laughs> and the height of their strength, <laughs> so how will it not then destroy us when we are at the pinnacle? Not even the pinnacle, when we are at the end of weakness. And the tail end of the Ummah. And the Ummah had its peak, right? And then it went all the way down. We are like literally <laughs> right at the bottom. Okay? How is how is this not going to destroy us if it destroyed those that were at the pinnacle of their strength? Yani, this is why we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. An we ask Allah that he gives these people intellect no, by which no. they can look at the consequences of things and not just be black and white. And this is something that I found, Akhi. Common amongst most of the people that fall for this kind of ideology. Mm. For them, Akhil Kareem, everything is black or white. You mean the ideology of khuruj? Ideology of khuruj, of takfir, of rebellion, yeah. Muslim ruler. Generally speaking, this whole ideology. No. People that fall for this. Like the Prophet Muhammad said, Subhanallah. Yeah. For them, everything is just black and white. Yeah. Okay? So th- things such as, you know, masalih and mafasid. It's not okay? considered today. To them, it doesn't even exist. Yeah. To them, it's like, it is or it isn't. It's black or white. It's not that simple, you know. And that's why you should leave this to the scholars, because the scholars they have these principles. They have masalih, they have mafasid, they have munkar. Then you got a bigger munkar. Then you got maslaha, lesser maskal maslaha. Then you have shurut, you have mawani'. You know, all these sort of things are involved. But for them, la. For people, and this is obviously goes back to a lack of knowledge and and also 
hastiness and yeah. you know young age Sahih. all of these things you know Sahih. they lead to this lead to the to the state whereby everything's either black or white Allah Allah may Allah give them uqul may Allah get away from the hasad that's in their hearts Ameen. and why, why why even particular why just hasad for 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 Saudi Arabia or Emirates yani how many of these people akhil kareem you see talking about Iran now let's just contemplate on that yeah. the amount of shar that is happening right in other countries yes yeah. which are promoting kufr mm. which the scholars have declared to be kufar such as the rawafil who cursed the sahaba and the companions right there's no there's nothing yani, you know towards that side yeah. everything Saudi 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 Emirates Emirates, Emirates. yeah to be honest okay, I, it shows I, there's hazard there's something yeah, inside yeah, there's yeah, a problem I mean, inside yeah there's an issue there and uh, honestly it's, I feel like it's getting kind of redundant at this point with the I think this is like our fourth episode where we're kind of touching on these points with the khuruj and the khawarij and people who might have fell into some of their thoughts and Honestly, mate, I'm, I'm getting a little exhausted with it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, Never-ending battle, bro. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at, at any rate, you know, um, I just hope that the brother, you know, we asked Allah to guide us all and to guide him. We want khayr for the Muslims, generally speaking. Yeah, I mean, this, this right here is not something that a person should keep going back and forth with trying to, you know, defend their position with. This is something that if everybody, a lot of people keep saying something about it, maybe you should question yourself and check your sincerity and see maybe I got something wrong in this bag. And if you're going to talk, I can talk with knowledge. No, no, well, I mean, well, I mean look, look, this might help. He it might has, work. That's the thing. He thinks he does have knowledge. That's the problem. And it's bad. He thinks he does. He can't explain it in a philosophical type of way. Like, well, if A is not B and then B is not C, then we obviously... It's and going, I think, and, and I it's think... It's going and, all down a rabbit hole of just more and more and more. You're just digging it deeper. Just... If, yani, stop. This stop. might work. It might work to feminists, liberals, non-Muslim. My dear brother, that's a completely different ballgame. They're upon complete batil. They've got no basis in the religion whatsoever. No. Even the army Muslim can do redoot of them. Even the army Muslim can, 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 can refute them. But now you want to address issues that are intricate between Ahl-Sunnah wal Jama'ah, things that are for the scholars, for Ulul Amr, you know, and things that are like at Ummah level. And then you want to come with I think and this and this and this. If you're going to talk, you want to have a conversation, talk with ilm. Don't come with labeling and these sort of things. No. We mentioned something. We talked about Halloween. Yes. According to the Islamic principles, if there's something wrong with that, bring your dalil. Say, Abdul Hamid, you said this. It's not correct. Allah Taala said. The Prophet said. The Sahaba said. The Salaf said. The scholar said. Bring something. Bring something that is, you know, concrete. If we made a mistake, we, we, we can make mistakes. We're human beings, so. huh? we're just tulab, right? Mm. Bring that to the conversation. Let's have an academic, knowledge-based conversation. Yeah. But this whole, you know, like I said, yani, it's, it's a different ballgame. You know? and, and Whatever you've done with the liberals and the feminists, you know, I mean, Allah accept it from you, so. mm. but that's a completely different ballgame when it comes to dealing with these sort of masail. Here, you need to sit down, you need to open a book, you need to seek knowledge from scholars, you need to study the matter, do some research, and then come and have a conversation. Yeah, and that goes with anyone who's, you know, any type of differing, right? Any type of differing that takes place, we turn our affairs back to the Quran and Sunnah. Nah. We don't go back and forth with I think, my rhetoric, etc. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, let's take it back to the Asl. And analogies that don't even make sense. Exactly. Let's take it back to the Asl. And if we're still differing in that Asl, now let's take it to Ahlul Ain. Nah. And I should get some rectification. And then that's how we move about, and that's how we come, become together as Muslims, and that's what we want. Nah. 
as far as it's all going down this 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 whole you know path of name calling and saying what you what you think, etc. You think it's going to bring about any type of rectification? Never. Of not, of course not. I mean, and then on top of that, name calling with the bootlickers and things like that. Me personally, I don't really care about name calling. Um, <laughs> I'm finding out in the, in the comments, so there's going to be some people going to say what they want to say. I don't care. My issue is about when people start speaking in a religion. Nah. That's where it becomes something where it, we have to say something. You can say what you want about me all day. Call, call it what you like. I can care less. <laughs> I can <laughs> literally care less, Akhi. <laughs> We've been through that, okay. Okay. especially people who have like no names. They're hiding behind some unknown name, and they're just calling you whatever. Yeah. Okay. Next. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make any sense. Last However, time. when you're talking in the religion of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, this is when it becomes an issue at hand that we have to talk about and discuss with knowledge, in a way, with you know, Quran and Sunnah being our measuring stick. No. Now, moving on from that, Baby Allah Taala, question of the week. Did you have a question or no? Oh, did I have a question? Um, I think I did, but really think about it. Oh, yeah. Every time you say you got to think about it, yeah. automatically it doesn't happen. Khalas, we're going to cancel it. <laughs> Achie, you could you could have given me a heads up, you know. I did give you a heads up. I sent you yeah. all of these topics yesterday. Every single last one of them. Uh, yeah. All right. Fine. <laughs> now, um, I don't just want to ask for the sake of it. Mm. Um, but let's go to the next section. Something comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> the final segment is dealing with um, and I think this is relevant especially when we're talking about you know calling people names and we went into like a whole spew this week of you know this term madkhali or madkhaliism being spread around Um, you got some people calling people you know khawarij khariji um, some people even maybe going to the Murgia. other extreme with Murgia or or or, or you maybe even saying some might make it take fear of individuals. This might be happening. So, yeah, exactly. So Thanks. dealing with these issues right here, it has to. It allows us now to talk about a very important topic, which is al asma wal ahkam, which is names and their rolling. So today we want to give kind of like an introduction and a madkhal, right, to names and uh and the rulings which precede them now these are this is from the babs and soul of ahlasun to jama'ah that comes very important when dealing with um iman right so when uh this is when you usually hear talked about iman and kufr and making takfir and these different things they connect these these uh these principles of asma'ul akam meaning iman faith right somebody who attributes themselves to faith they become what muslim a muslim or mm. a mu'min mm. right so now what goes along with these names? Rulings. Al-Ahkam. So they say, Al-Ahkam yaduru ma'al-Asma. Yani the, the rulings, they go along with the Asma, right? Yeah. So once you understand, for example, that this brother right now is your Muslim, it automatically necessitates what? Al-Muhabba, love for him, bringing him close, wanting good for him. His blood becomes haram. Uh, his right, He has rights over you. Masjid Salams, Janaza, marriage, etc. Okay. Then all you, the right, all the rights of a Muslim. All the rights of a Muslim. Now, on the opposite spectrum of that, will be somebody who you call a kafir, right? So now you have all the ahkam that come along with that. No. Same thing with you know a mu'min. Same thing that goes along with a fasiq. Same thing that goes along with Mubtadir. a munafiq, a mubtadir. All these different names, they all have ahkam that go along with them. These are religious names used by the Quran. Allah has mentioned the Quran. All no. the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam used it in his ahadith. No. So these they've got realities. Yes. They've got 
They got meanings. No. Yes. So first establishing what makes someone a Muslim. No. Right. These are what what makes it, and then after that, once it's established, right? Mm. What are the rulings? No. And I think a lot of the audience might be amazed that this is even a, a science, if you like, or a topic yeah, that yeah, and this is actually a major topic. Yeah. Especially in Aqidah. Yeah. And it, and it leads to a lot of of the problems that we see this uh, this day and mm. age amongst the Ummah and with people. It goes back to this, no. whereby they don't know what these asma are, and what the ahkam related to these. Asma'ar, or even how to, how to establish these these sort of ahkam. So, nah, and these rulings, it's important to understand that these rulings, um, they deal with ad-dunyawi, zahir dunyawi, and also you have the akhiri. So you have the things that are established here, right, in this dunya, nah. in essence, but you also have the things that are established that, talks, that scholars talk about, which has, is the akhirah. For example, a Muslim, generally speaking, a Muslim, we understand that he has these rights and things that we talked about in this yeah. dunya, yeah. but what does that necessi- necessitate for the hereafter? There goes Jannah. Jannah. Right, so we have the rulings that are established here in this dunya, then the, the rulings that are also established in the hereafter, and not just the rulings, mm. even the ism as, as, as well. Yes. In other words, someone might be a Muslim in this dunya, mm. but the munafiq in the hereafter. Exactly. So exactly. So that again, that goes back to, again, uh, they, as, as scholars they say, right? Uh, uh, we have the hukum zahir, right? But yeah. as far as the dahil, yani, yeah. the, the baltan, this goes back to Allah Taala. This goes yeah. back to. You know, his affair is left with and Allah. The reality of that. So Imam exactly. Shafi in his book, Al-Risale, he mentions this, mashallah, it's beautiful, with the hukm al-zahir and batin. So on the zahir, and on the zahir, we say Muslim, Prophet at this time, mm. they were hypocrites, right? No. But even only he knew it. Exactly. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No. And he only shared it with Hudayfa. No. Right? Exactly. But he kept them the upon the hukm and mm. the mu'amala of the Muslim. Exactly. Zahiri. Right? Exactly. But on the day of judgment, they are from the munafiqun. No. So exactly. they were not actually really a Muslim in this world. In no. this world, they were actually kafir. No. That's what Allah mentions in the Quran. Exactly. So Kafaru, we have, Allah, no. yeah, no. Allah mentions in the Quran that they disbelieved after they've believed. No. But this is something that takes place where? In the heart. Exactly. So we can't. We so Zahir is shay, wal hukum shay akha. No. And this is why it's very important to understand it. So the, the, the apparent is something, right? And can take into consideration. As far as the ruling on that, that individual specifically is something else. Yeah. Right, this is something left to the fuqaha, the people of of Ain, who can check and establish these things. It's not a it's not a light affair, right? So the hukum al fi'il that's one thing. The rolling on the actual action of somebody, no. that's one thing. For example, no. somebody might fall into a statement of kufr or fall into a statement of bid'ah or fall into a statement that may align with the khawarij, uh, etc. That's one thing. But the hukum al fa'ili, the the ruling upon the actual doer of it, that's a completely different matter. Shaykh Salam Taymi he mentions, ليس كل من وقع في الكفر وقع الكفر عليه. Exactly. وليس كل من وقع في البدعة وقعت البدعة. Exactly. وليس كل من وقع في الفسق وقع الفسق عليه. Exactly. So not everyone who falls into kufr or does an act of kufr, does kufr apply to him and he becomes a kafir? Sahih. Neither any everyone, not everyone that falls into a bid'ah. Mm. You know, he automatically becomes a mubtadi, or anyone who falls into fisk automatically becomes a fasiq. And this is the problem with the khawarij in takfir. No. That's the problem. No. That's why even when they when they when they debated with um, Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, mm. this is one of their issues. No. Right? Which is you know, uh, they say what this is what they call yes, mm. you are rejecting. They say the hukum of Allah. Allah made hukum that this person is kafir. Allah didn't say fulan bin fulan in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, he gave descriptions of kuffar, descriptions of believers. There are certain principles, but now applying that to the individual, 
هل هذا ينطبق عليه ام لا؟ There is a whole different باب كود شروط الموانع. Exactly. يعني the conditions have to be fulfilled. No. And those things موانع. Yes, that's, mm. that are nullifiers if you like. That, so the hukum doesn't take place. They have to be sure they're not there. Yeah. Okay? So who looks into this? The scholars. And exactly. والله, I've seen this. We're not even so. just talking about khawarij. I've seen this amongst some people, amongst the Salafiyun, or they ascribe to Salafiyya, they misunderstand this. So for example, you find someone who falls into a, a sin hmm. that necessitates what? A had. A sin that necessitates yeah. a had. Okay? Had, explain. A had like a p- religious punishment. Exactly. Okay? Such hmm. as such as Qadhaf. Yes. Just قذف, قذف. No. yes. Qadhaf, saying Qadhaf, ab- which is na- saying about a Muslim, a fellow yeah. Muslim, that he fell into zina, for example, no. right? The ruling for that in the Quran mm. is that a person gets lashed, no. صح? and that he is من الفاسقين, no. right? So now, if someone falls into that, right, mm. and someone does what could be understood or even something that is قذف, mm. he said it, he said something, yes, mm. or someone he or any other thing, or someone, for example, any other issue. I'm just giving this one as an example because I've seen this personally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now you find people running around saying, Fulan is Qadif. This goes back to the Muslim judge. Yeah. He has to look into this. And then when you say to them, Fear Allah, you know, stop calling this person Qadif until the Muslim judge establishes that. They say to you, You're rejecting the hukum of Allah. Allah, Allah made the hukum in the Quran that such a, the, the, of Qadhaf and, and the ruling for Qadhaf. Ya akhi, ittaqillah. The hukum of Allah is one thing. But this hukum, does it apply to someone? That's a completely different thing. Exactly. Because there are shurut, there are mawani', there are things involved. I mean, otherwise, akhi al-kareem, if the hukum of Allah, mm. as is mentioned in the Quran and the sunnah, yes, it's for all of us to apply to individuals and situations, what's the point of having judges? Yeah, exactly. What's the point of having courts? What's, what's the, the point, point of court? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what does the judge do anyway? What's, the what's point? your job? <laughs> okay, what's the point of having a, a Muslim society, community? Yeah. If everyone, khalas, you apply the hukum as you khalas, see fit. Allah said in the Quran, whoever the, okay, anta kafir. Anta fasiq. Anta mubtadi'. La ya akhi. This has to go back to there are shurut, there are mawani', there are things that need to be implemented. There are, so, Allah uh, is such an okay, important. Okay, it's a dangerous situation, right? Very dangerous. Because, and it's funny that you mentioned that about, I didn't even think about this and I wasn't going to bring it up, but some Salafis, you, or some people, some Muslims, yani, generally speaking, we understand this when it comes to small, smaller affairs, I would say, or more minor affairs, I should say, uh, like the moon sightings, right? Yeah. You'll see people every year. What happens every year during Ramadan? Every year during Ramadan, people's rushing and saying the moon's been sighted, the moon hasn't been sighted, blah, 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 blah. And you see people say, there's that people who take the, the middle path and say, wait for who? Wait for the, the Muslim mahkama. court. Wait for the mahkamah. Wait for the people to announce it officially. Then we go and put it out. We understand that, right? But when it comes to issues like this, for example, like you say, qadif or anything like that, why are we throwing that now out the window? But even tabdir. Or even tabdir. Even tabdir. Like, a scholar will make a mistake. A scholar will say something mm. that... Another scholar has mentioned in his book it's bid'ah. Mm. And it's bid'ah. Mm. There's no doubt. No. He'll say something that opposes the manager of the sunnah wal jama'ah. You take that right now, you're like, Sheikh Fulan is mubtadi'ah. Why is he mubtadi'ah? Because he just said this and this. Yeah, Say Sheikh Fulan made a mistake. Okay, no problem. People make mistakes. But right now, just because he fell into a bid'ah, you now call him mubtadi'ah. So there's a difference between sahib bid'ah, he fell into a bid'ah. Same thing. Like Imam al Nawawi and Ibn Hajar. There are people others, you know, cursing them. People saying, don't take knowledge from a Nawawi. Mm. Don't take knowledge from Ibn Hajar because they fell into Ash'ariya or they had Ash'ariya with them. 
But which from amongst the scholars made hukum of Imam al-Hajr that he's mubtadi'ah? Or Imam al is mubtadi'ah? Their situation was different. Of course. Someone can fall sometimes into a bid'ah out of ignorance. Yeah. Out of ignorance. One thing that I learned about studying in Aqidah is that this issue right here um, is something that is not new. You know, scholars falling into mistakes, uh, maybe even aqidi mistakes, you know, aqidah mistakes, and they being, you know, we, we don't rush or, you know, and be quick to make tabdi of them or make tukfir of them, etc. This is something that there is, you know, room that things can be explained. It's mm-hmm. not black and white. If we were to use this this measuring stick and claim that because so-and-so made this mistake or said this one thing and it now expl- established this fail on them, we would have, we'd have generations, generations maybe of scholars where we wouldn't take knowledge from them. There would be some type of <laughs> no, no, no one be left standing. There would be some <laughs> <inkei> <laughs> <thought>. <laughs> There would be nobody left standing. Because there was always, there's, there's, there's going to find generations that you study in Aqidah where some of this qadr, this whole entire qadr might have been affected with Certain Sufia might have been affected with, you know, different understandings that weren't correct, Jahmiya, etc. These things need to be explained and worked out. So there's precedence given there. And I don't want to go into too much detail, but because of how how dangerous this is, Sheikh Saleh Ali Sheikh, he was advising us and said this is a matter which is khatir. It's a khatir. So we don't get involved into it. This isn't like giving a fatwa in uh, Tahara or Salah or, jih- or, uh, or Hajj. Which are important. Which are very important, obviously, you know, from yeah. the arcane of Islam. But these right here, when you're talking about a person's iman being established or not and taking them ikhrajahum from, from, from iman, this is big. This is huge. It's huge. And it's and it's be you know, it's connected to affairs that are not only in this dunya but in the hereafter. You're given mm-hmm. a rule a ruling on this individual as a shakhs this muayyan, this is very, very, very dangerous, yeah. right? So, um, again, this all falls under an and, asma. And related, Akhil Karim, to the zahir and the batin, this is quite no. important. No. When we say the zahir and the batin, as no. in what's apparent to us, what the reality is on the inside. No. What we that's can't why, see. Yeah, that's why we as Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, from our aqeedah, is that, لا نشأدو لأحد بالجنة أو النار. We don't testify about anyone that he is in Jannah or see, he is in Nar, except with proof from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, Quran or the Sunnah. No. Why? From Aqidah and Sunnah, the Jamaah is la nashadu li ahadin bil jannati aw nar. We don't do that. Why? Why? Because again, it goes back to what the zahir and the batin. You have ahkam al dunya. You have ahkam al akhir. Ahkam al akhir is for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala on Day of Judgment. Mm. We have general rulings that don't change. There's no doubt that the kufar are in Nar. And the Mu'minun are in Jannah. There's no doubt about that. And that's why it's important, I think, just to keep it general. Keep and that's it general. how it is. That's you know exactly how it is. That's when you start going keep into, it general. okay, what about that person? What about this person? Da, da, da. You can't. It's yeah. so like some people say, yeah. Fulan Shaheed. Yes, yeah. Which Darak that he's Shaheed? No. How do you know? Allah Musta'an. So uh, let me see if I had anything else connected to that topic. Um, no. uh, yeah, so, okay. Like, Go, let's move on a little bit more. So dealing with al-asma wal-ahkam, and this is really why we brought it up because, again, there was a lot of names and name-calling being thrown around. Um, again, so we're dealing with the al-asma al-shari, right, and its rulings connected to it, which has ahkam that come along with it. And we should deal with people in accordance, meaning their love and their hate, etc., for that individual. Now we have people coming up with these made-up terms today, which are, for example, madkhali, right, or jami. Or whatever the case may be. In these situations, Aslan, they don't have no ahkam connected to them. There's, there's the, these are names that they're making up in order to what? 
divert diverse people away from the truth. So they use it, they're, they're name calling, essentially. Yeah, yeah. They're name calling, and as we know in the Quran, name calling is impermissible. Right? No. So do not um, insult one another and do not call each other offensive nicknames, right? Mm. So we see here that this is all they want to do. Because if you ask them, okay, what is a jammy, for example? They'll say, what? Oh, he's somebody who calls to obeying the wali al-amr. Okay, طيب. Oh, he's somebody who doesn't like the backbiting of the wali al-amr and different Muslims. Okay, yeah. Jay. Oh, he's somebody who says um, it's impermissible to en- encourage the people to, to commit khuruj. That sounds like a med to me. Sounds so, like, it sounds, like <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah, it's something which is jade. Yeah, so in that but case, Sheikh Fazan used to say, "You say if the jami is the one that that, that does this and calls to some ta'ad, yeah, habba the jami. Exactly. Beautiful that jami. Call me a jami as much exactly. as you like. Exactly. So, that's what you mean by that. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so you see, with these individuals, when they're using these type of terminology, they're not using it in a in a in a asma'ul ahkam type of state where you, they're trying to do an academic or knowledge based conversation. They're using it to try to divert people away from the truth and using it for name calling. That's why they automatically attach with it bootlickers or whatever the case may be yeah. ask them what exactly is entailed by what you're trying to say no. if you're trying to say oh because it goes back to Sheikh Fulan from amongst the ulama طيب, let's go back and look at that Sheikh is there something in which he, so had, khali, he, he came with something jadid exactly is there, is there anything that came that he came with which was jadid which was new which is the point mm. which really the point which is that right now you and the, this is why they do it actually mm. I tell you you have to know why they say jami and madkhali mm. the reason they say that just like the way they said wahhabi before that mm. this is the reason the reason is that you have the haq okay based upon Quran sunnah statements of the salaf alright but they don't want to accept that they want to give the impression as if this position of yours has been innovated by someone who's contemporary mm-hmm. So instead of saying Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab, instead of saying, oh, these guys, you know, they call to Tawheed, yes? Mm. They want to ascribe it to Muhammad Abdul Wahab so that they can say, this is something new Muhammad Abdul Wahab came with. Allah but Muhammad Wahab didn't come with anything new. And he, has, he, new. he was obviously accused of that, mm. but he didn't come with anything new. Mm. He just, he was a mujaddid. He renewed that which the people have forgotten from the da'wah of the Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which is the da'wah of Tawheed no. something people have forgotten he reminded them he re-established it by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no. but then what do the people of battle they do mm. instead of saying this is Muhammadi <laughs> going back to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or mm. this is Salafi or, or, Sunni, or, or Sunni la they say this is Wahhabi exactly now the same thing yeah. Shaykh Muhammad Aman al-Jami rahmatullahi alayhi yes mm. he is from the scholars yes who has, he was one of the first ones, yes, to notice this new wave of takfir and khuruj that happened at those times. Mm-hmm. Before the Gulf War and then whatever, when that happened, mm-hmm. he's one of the first ones that actually went against them and, 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 and warned against them once against Ikhwan Muslimun. Yeah. He warned against all of these different factions. Yeah. So yes, yeah. even before a time when many of the scholars would speak, even before Albani and Sheikh Nabaz, they would actually address this. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was one of the first ones to bring that actually to the forefront. Yes. So they obviously attacked him and put all of their resources in attacking him. And that's where the term jami came with. Exactly. You know? So they're like, now instead of saying this is a sunnah, they say, la, 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 la. Obeying the Muslim ruler? This is something Muhammad Jani came with. This, this, is, this is nothing new. Yeah. Same thing with Shamhaid Rabi al-Madkhali. You know, same thing. Yeah. Again, someone against that stood, stood for the sunnah and defended the sunnah and established it, re-established it and 
amongst the minds of many people who've forgotten. Mm-hmm. So now they want to give you the impression as if this is what? What he came with. Now somebody might argue. Someone might say to you, okay, yeah, you, you guys, you're saying Madkhal is name calling. How about you guys calling people Sururis and, and X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Sururi or whatever other, you know, Banai. It doesn't, it doesn't fit here. It, it doesn't, doesn't fit, fit here. Because why? These individuals came with something which was new. Exactly. They came with something which changed the menhaj of Ahl Sunnati wa Jama'ah. That's why it was, this is why that's why it was ascribed to them. Exactly. So this is Jahmi, why you hear Qutubi, this is Jahmi, why, yeah. Jahmi as well, Jahmi. Yeah, Jahmi. Were, Jahmi and Jahmi, yeah. no mix up between the two. <laughs> Wallah, even, even here in Saudi, some yeah. people, they, they mix up. Wallah, akhi, they go to these durus by some of these harakiyun, some of these thingy, and they hear Jahmi, 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 Jahmi. And then they go back to books for Aqidah, they see Jahmi. They're like, oh, <laughs> that's the guy. And they think, this guy's talking about Jahmi. Wallah, it happens a lot. So Jahmi, going back to Jahmi Nusafwan, Yes. Why was this methodology of negating the names and attributes of Allah ascribed to him? Because he came with something new. Even Ash'ariya. Even the Khawarajahi from the very beginning, they're the first people to talk in this, this mas'ala dealing with what? Uh, Al-Iman. They were talking about mm-hmm. Iman, right? And this is where the madkhal, the entering into names and attributes and rulings come from. Because they were the first people to talk about this mas'ala. Not talk about it meaning explain it, but differ from the body of Muslims in a correct understanding. So what did they start do- doing? They start deeming people kufar. They yeah. start saying people are not establishing the rulings of Allah Ta'ala, ta'ala legislated. Yeah. So they differ from it. So what? Now they get khuruj. That's their name. That's their label now. That's a label. Why? Because they differ from that path. And yeah. this is the same with Every single group who comes with these different names that we might see today, Khawarij, Mu'tazila, whatever. Or sometimes they themselves, or sometimes even they themselves openly Mm. give themselves a label. Like Ikhwan al Muslimun, they came with that. Yeah. Hizb al Tahrir, they said, We are Hizb al Tahrir, right? So, we call you Hizb al Tahrir. But for those that like to hide, and a lot of them out Mm. there, oh no, I'm not affiliated with anyone, I'm just a Muslim, call me Muslim. But he's in essence calling either to Sufia or he's calling to the way of. Ikhwan, or he's calling to Khuruj, whatever it is. Now we call him out. We say to you, Ma'alish, sorry, you can call yourself Muslim, that's fine. You're Muslim, Alhamdulillah, Muslim brother, but you are wrong and you are following the path of uh, Surur. Yeah, or yes. Or Or Sayyid Qutub, we'll call you Qutubi. No. And it's not name calling. We're just clarifying to the people what your path is. Actually, actually you follow this yeah. thing that was innovated, that was instigated, that mm. was like someone called Fulam Fan came with. No. But you can't do the same thing when it comes to Madkhali, mm. Jami. Wahhabi mm-hmm. and all these sort of things exactly. it's not in its place what, why is it not in its place because they haven't come with nothing new exactly what new have they come came with what new have us. any of these scholars come came with tell us uh, if you're gonna call us anything <laughs> call us Salafi yeah <laughs> you know we're following the way of the Salaf so again <laughs> call I mean, us Muhammadi yeah the, the shahid <laughs> is that yani, when it comes to name calling when it comes to calling people and putting rulings on people is very dangerous that's first and foremost people need to understand it this is a bab from the babs from the abwab of aqidah they need to be understood and studied and they have ahkam rulings that connect to those names now we went into the, the last bit of it talking about just what just generally nowadays name calling is which is calling people names that don't have no place or no essence no establishment no rulings connected nothing it's just name calling and when you ask these people to break it down I haven't heard nobody break it down to a, a, some type of definition that is remotely uh, yeah. suitable. It's, it's name calling. Calling yeah. somebody a bootlick, bootlicker is name calling. And this is something which you should stay away from. It'll get you nowhere. It doesn't help the situation. It just deflects away from the truth. No, no. So, you have, uh, I remember when I became uh, Salafi, mm. back in those days, they used to call us Salafi Jadida. <laughs> Neo Salafism. What's in that Arabic. about? And basically, they say that. Um, because again, they can't. I mean, look, 
look, what you need to know, Akhi, is that initially at the beginning, when Da'wah to Salafi was like, Da'wah to Salafi obviously was from the beginning, but when it started being revived in our times, mm-hmm. right, when the scholars started using this term, mm-hmm. Sheikh Al-Bani, Islam, Sheikh Al-Bani, Salafi, yeah. and following the way of the Salaf, yeah. um, a lot of the people of misguidance, they didn't want to accept the term, mm-hmm. right? So they used to, uh, they never used to ascribe to Salafiya. They'd say, no, what's this Salafi? La, la, just call us Muslim. Allah called us Muslim. And they used to actually um, criticize the Salafis for actually saying I'm Salafi. Mm. They'd be like, this itself, they used to say there's something wrong with it. And that's when Sheikh Al-Bain explained to them that, look, right? When he had that debate with the individual and he said, I'm Muslim. And then Sheikh Al-Bain is like, okay, you're Muslim, fine, but so is the Shi'i, right? Yeah, there's no, a, no, I'm there, Sunni. There, come, okay. there comes a situation where you have to differentiate yourself from those who have their false understandings. Exactly. And this is how it's been from the beginning. First, so it started with different names that were obviously clearly established in the uh, Kitab al-Sunnah. For example, um, Ahl-Sunnah al-Sunnah, Ashab al Exactly. Then it's Al-Athari. Then it goes to now we get Salafi from the later years. But it's all connected to the same meaning, the same ma'ana. Which again, if you go to the ma'ana, we're not ascribing ourselves to an individual. We're just explaining to you our methodology is that's why Sheikh Al-Bani when he had that conversation with the individual and he's like okay what are you then I'm Muslim okay fine uh, so Shia is also Muslim mm. no 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 I'm Sunni because I follow the Sunnah oh okay mashallah so you follow the Sunnah okay great so but you also have Khawarij and the likes that also ascribe to the Sunnah yeah. Um. so how about that okay so I follow the Salaf and the Sahaba Sheikh Al-Bani said to him may Allah have rahmah on you just save 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 our time and save your time just say I'm Salafi and it's the same meaning <laughs> I'm Salafi means I follow yeah. Quran and Sunnah exactly. upon the understanding of the Salaf. There's exactly. nothing else to it. 100%. But people didn't want to accept this initially. Mm. Right? Mm. But then, Alhamdulillah, Salafi gained traction. Okay, it gained traction. And people started accepting it and entering into droves. Huh? Mm-hmm. So now they became, from what I noticed, people now became, they had two different approaches. Some would say, La, this is Salafi Jadida. Got nothing against being Salafi, but it's the new Salafi. It's not the Salafi of old. So they were using that term in order to. Take like slander, you guys. Pretty yeah, much. yeah. So basically, saying. say that you like a new type of Salafi. It's not the Salafi of the Salaf. Mm. We got nothing against the Salaf. Now they accepted the term Salafi. But like, but you are Salafi Jadida, uh, right? You're not. You're not yani the true Salafi. Yeah, yeah. You like him with the new sort of Salafi, yeah, right? Yeah. But then what happened is after that, that term kind of went away, and now you find people that themselves. They're not even upon Salafi. The same people will like and point them out one by one, who are still upon the same manhaj they were. In the early 2000s, mm. when they used to say, don't call yourself Salafi, today they champion Salafi. Uh. They are now Salafi, Salafi. We are Salafi. We are Salafi. This, this, and this. Huh? Mm-hmm. They now they now champion that term. Mm-hmm. Right? So now they embrace it, you mean? They the, now the they, embrace, they, they, mm. they embrace the term. Mm. Huh? So, but it goes back to today's topic. Mm. And this is an important principle everybody needs to remember. Al-ibratu. bil wal ma'ani. لا بالألفاظ والمباني that العبرة or the thing that really matters mm-hmm. is the حقائق the reality of the affair mm-hmm. and the meanings not the alfaz the words yeah. or the mabani of the let- or the letters they made up of so for example we have this thing over here there's a bottle of water صح? No. now if somebody takes off this label and puts a label of whiskey on it mm-hmm. or the opposite someone takes a bottle of whiskey and writes on the sparkling water mm-hmm. It's not going to change the contents of that bottle. No. It's still either water, what it is. which is halal, no. or it's whiskey, or alcohol, which is haram. No. So these names, at the end of the day, right, it they are change. one thing. 
these labels they're just labels exactly right? you can label people medkhali you can label them whatever you like sah so it's about the substance is about the substance Sahih. and these are nothing but diversion tactics that people use wahabi wahabi is just to divert you away from the haq that's it right so generally speaking everyone needs to cultivate themselves upon this principle which mm-hmm. is listen i don't care what people ascribe themselves to and and claim they are sah okay alhamdulillah you say you're salafi alhamdulillah i'll accept it and i'm not going to reject it. i'm not going to say you're not salafi right mm-hmm. but nevertheless i'm not going to now trust you with my religion or take knowledge from you until i know the reality yeah now you're going to yeah now you're going to uh something slightly different but same as as importance which is that seeing if people are actually implementing that which they attribute themselves to yeah right so somebody yeah. might say like you said there's somebody might say themselves salafi but are they actually salafi somebody might say they're talibain are they yeah. actually a talibain yeah. somebody might say they're a da'i are they actually a da'i or sheikh or sheikh or mufti or, yeah this is now this is something <laughs> completely different now like these you have people claiming to things but they're not actually actually attributed to whatsoever as a the famous uh arabic uh, saying goes um Everyone claims to love Layla. No, no. Right? Yeah, but no one, no one, uh, but Layla doesn't claim any of them. No. Right? So this is the same thing right here, which is that is their actions or is, yeah, is their actions in line with their statements? Yes. Definitely. That's something else, which no. is on the other aspect of, you know, don't no. just listen to what people say, but look at their actions. And actions speak louder than words. No. You know? No. Somebody could say all day that they're not a Khadiji, but if they're implementing the methodology of the Khadiji, and if they're pushing the, the methodology of the Khadiji, I mean, even though we, even though we, being a no, even though hukum. even though we will make the hukum, same yeah. thing applies here. Yeah, we will not say, "Fulan bin Fulan, he's a khariji like that." On it's, our not for, it's not for us to do that. It's not for us to do that. That's for the it's scholars. For the scholars. For people of fiqh. It's for no. It's for the scholars. It's for the Muslim judge and whatever. Sah. No. But and then again, this again, it goes. But back there's no harj. There's no harj in saying he ta'athara. Yet he's affected by these thoughts. Why? Because we see. The thoughts and the statements being in line with the actions of the Khawarij or being in line with the Murji or being in line with whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. Or to say he calls to it. Or to say this is what he's calling to. Yeah. No. Because he'll say, oh, that's not what I'm calling to. Because he'll probably, some people or individuals, not talking about nobody particularly, might say that 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 wasn't my intention. Right. So we'll say this statement is in line with the Khawarij. This statement is in line with the Murji. This statement is in line with whoever else. No. You know, we say it generally like that. As far as going into more. Ta'yeen, saying specifically, this is an amr which is khatir. It's something which, yani, uh, if you're wrong in, it can go back to you. Like the, the, the hadith of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, man qala li akhihi, ya kafir, who says to his brother, uh, you're, yani, you're a disbeliever, right? That it is true about one of them, right? And it goes back to one of them. So if you're right in what you're saying, then khalas, it's established. But if you're not right, which is, Amr, which is very khatir, then that goes back to you. No. So this is the same issue with all of these things. Yani saying and something to about clarify, a Muslim, it goes back to you doesn't mean that now you've left the fold. Yeah, that's time. not what we're saying. No, no, this no. Kufr, uh, this kufr, like, it's Meaning you bear that. Kufr. You're bearing that weight. No. No. Right? This is something no. which you're going to have to deal with. And no. it's a mas'ala which is heavy. It's something which is not really? something which is light. The, the, the Muslim's honor is something which is haram. Yani it's not something that you can just go trample over and say what you like about it. No. You must come direct you must come with the lead you must come yani with something which is aiding that and it's not for us to make these rulings it's for the scholars to make the rulings and this this wallahi has made many many <clears throat> he's got many evil consequences mm. not just on an individual level 
such that you're held accountable for this on day of judgment and this person you know mm-hmm. you have to answer this in front mm-hmm. of Allah mm-hmm. why did this person say this about me that's one thing mm-hmm. but specifically akhi, for us as tulab ilm or even for anyone who ascribes himself to salafiyyah your actions can have detrimental consequences for the da'wah itself no. so when people have these impressions that salafis uh, are quick to judge and quick to make tabdi' of others because of your actions, yes, then know that you are now standing into between the people and the haqq. No. And between people and salafiyya. No. And you're putting salafiyya in a bad light. No. This is not the way of the scholars. Wallah, is not the way of the scholars. Sorry. Scholars, generally speaking, you know, not many of them like to be asked about individuals anyway. Yeah. So, we know. <laughs> the amount of questions that I get, you know, even in Zoom, in my class and everything. Sheikh, how about this person and that person? <sighs> yeah. And sometimes people, they text me, they're like, can you, can you ask Sheikh Fulan about this person? But they don't know yeah. that we don't actually do that. No. Because we know, most of them Shaykh, we go to them, we say, what do you think about Fulan? Fulan, we start mentioning names, they'll frown upon us. Yeah. Not because there's not a lot wrong with it, but mainly because they have this methodology or this way of teaching, which is that, look, don't focus as much on the individual as you should focus on actually clarifying the haq. Clarify the haq and people will know. And this exactly. is a recurring theme. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Times. Learn the truth, learn the truth, and you're going to nah. know as people. No. Nah. This is something which, alhamdulillah. Even if you don't label it. Even if you don't label it. Exactly. Nah. If you learn the truth, and you learn what these different groups are, you know what, what is right, you know how to be upon Salat al-Mustaqeen, khalas, you automatically see those people who might be trying to divert you away from it. Nah. You might see something that, wait, this doesn't look right. This doesn't sound right. Why? Because this is something we studied already. So learning the truth and beneficial knowledge is so important from these aspects right here. Yeah, that's, that's one of the biggest problems that we have now with the audience, generally speaking, mm. of these sort of people, of these followers, of, of these people that have gone to prominence on YouTube and stuff, mm. is ignorance. Yeah. It's ignorance. So we do not want to go down that path. We don't want to go down the path which is a path of name calling response and going after individuals by name they come after us then it's going to turn into a personal feud no, that's we wanna, not what no, it is no, we want to cultivate the audience cultivate, cultivate the, the audience mm. if i promise you i promise you if you book if you pick up a book of aqidah yes a known established book of aqidah mm-hmm. and you read it from beginning till end and you understand it and you read the shuruhat yes you will know who's right from who's wrong Specifically in these issues we're talking about, I, I would say I would say I would add to that: study it, pick up the book of Akira and study it under a scholar. A scholar, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. because the thing yeah. is, we do have a lot of people today in this day and age who are studying and looking in books. However, yani they're coming out with faulty understandings. Yeah, a books like Sheikh Saleh Fazan who said he said whoever makes the books their scholars, you'll see that they're incorrect more than they're correct. No, because there is things in books which are are but, ambiguous or need explanation or not really correct aslan. No, you know that needs no. to be addressed. Study with the scholars. Study with the, the scholars. The no. correct understanding is what which it brings really comes us back. To. Which brings us back to the the conference coming up. Which I saw that Absolutely, absolutely. And then at Medina is going to be beautiful. And look at the books he's going over. Surah Thalatha, Kashf al-Shubahat. and Kashf al-Shubahat deals a lot with Esma al Ahkam. Actually, it deals a yeah. lot with these type of topics. Um, Etc. Kitab Tawheed. These these important books that some people say are not important, right? Yeah. Sheikh Muhammad Wahab books are not really that important. Why why do they say whole, that? Well, I'm not really sorry. A whole, sorry. Da, a whole da, Dora, pretty much. Yeah. Look at all these books. Yeah. They're all Sheikh Muhammad Wahab's books. Yeah. MashaAllah. But th- there's a reason you have to think. Why do certain people not want you to read Usul al and these sort of books? It's because, wallah, if you do, their dhalal will become clear. 
their love will become clear because they are opposing the ahadith and the ayat that are being established in these books. In when it comes to the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when yeah. it comes to focusing on the da'wah of tawheed, even when it comes to uh, you know, uh, listening, obeying to the Muslim ruler. That's one aspect, but it also might be that they themselves have never studied him and looked into him, so they don't give him much importance. Yeah, but they, I mean, let's, but let's they say, must have heard. They must have heard from those who they sought knowledge from, must have told them bad things about Muhammad Duhab in these books, mm. such that now they're going on attack. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that, that's what it comes Allah down to at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that's a good place to stop. We went an hour and a half, alhamdulillah, today. One, um, one ayah, one ayah. You should father. remember. Yeah. When it comes to. Asma and Hakam. Allah says these are nothing but names that you and your fathers gave, your forefathers. Mm. That Allah has not sent any proof down for us. Allah is addressing mm. the Quraysh, Taban. No. These names they gave to the different deities they called Al no. Uzza from Aziz, no. okay, Al Manat from Manan, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Allah said, it's nothing but names and labels that you've put. Allah hasn't sent any proof for that. Sultan. The same thing now can be applied to a lot of these labels going around. This label that you are slapping on people, yes? What is the proof for it? First establish it, the proof for it that this is actually a manhaj that exists. Mm. Established that, for example, Madhaliya yeah. is one of the misguided sects. That's, that's why I want. That's why I was say, That's why I wanted to point out that the the the, the ahkam, as they say, the rulings, yadurumal asma, right? They yeah. go along with the names. But sometimes people even jump. We see it amongst our ranks, right? People jump to the rulings and establishing it, but the name itself. Who said that this person's this way? Who said that this person's that way? Who this said, what is that even? What's the, the meaning behind it, right? So you see people, for example, in the ranks treating people like innovators oh right yeah. Tell establishing me the hukum of an innovator and we're not even just an innovator general innovator we're talking about establishing rulers like uh rules on people like imam ahmed would establish on the, the heads of innovation La right on general people who made small mistakes right they're establishing those ahkam on a person who uslan that name isn't suitable for him he's not a mubtadir nobody is nobody is like if he's not that then you can't go and jump to the rulings and start applying it to him because now you're you're okay. And how many people's lives have been destroyed from this type of thing? How many people's lives have? How many communities have been destroyed because of people applying ahkam on an individual or in a community or a body of people that is not suitable? People losing their families, divorces. We hear about people getting divorced. Brother come home, his wife isn't there because what? Oh, he's a mubtada. Oh, because Sheikh Fulan said. Whatever establishing these ahkam and that rule, that ruling is not even suitable for him. But but Akhi Subhanallah, it's so. Alhamdulillah that you mentioned this because this is such an important point, mm. which is something we've seen recently. I mean, we have the kind of things like the other extreme. You have people that give names, they give labels, no. they're quick to give labels, mm. and from those labels come the rulings. Yeah. So when you say someone is kafir, someone is mubtadi, okay, now the rulings need to be established, no. and they were wrong for giving the label. But actually, lately we're seeing people, like you mentioned, who are establishing the rulings, but then when it comes to the names, they're playing games. Exactly. Oh, like, I didn't say oh no, I didn't say he's Mubtadi. Yeah, I didn't say. Type, then why are you treating him like a Mubtadi? Why, tra- <laughs> why are you doing that? Oh, I didn't say he's a Khalid. Why are you... So, so one minute, one minute, one minute. <laughs> you are boycotting this individual. 
you're warning against him. Right? You are stopping him from coming to the masjid. You're saying you're not allowed to pray in our masjid. You're talking about his da'wah. <laughs> you're, you're talking about his da'wah. You're even, you're even entering into his family affairs. And you want him to separate from his family. You see this happening, right? Yeah. But then, when it comes to the name, oh, I didn't say it was a mubtada. I didn't say mubtada. Hey, what is warning, he? Warning against someone doesn't necessitate tabdir. Oh, look at these guys. Warning, we're just warning against the person. It doesn't necessitate that he's mubtada. Okay, that's games. Wallahi, that's, that's playing that's, games. That's playing games, bro. That's playing that's games. games. That's crazy. You're attributing him. You're treating him like he is the the head of, of a mubtada group. But then, when it comes to the names, you can't establish it. You're a coward. That's heard, what it is. I You're a coward. Sheikh, I heard one, you, you, one of the sheikhs, he said, they say we're not mubtada. They say you're not a mubtadir, but they treat us worse than the way they treat a mubtadir. He said, I wish they just made tabdi' of us and we're done. At least, okay, at least the line would be drawn clear. Yeah. Right? We'd have a clear line. Yeah. When you play with people and and act as though these ahkam are applicable to them, but you won't give a name to it. It's ambiguous. It's like okay, covering so, your back, like covering your back, so nobody can say you. So made this person, beer. so this person, from what we've seen in the jamia, give people listeners who might, and I don't want to go too much into it because it's fitna and it's ridiculous. However, what you see in the jamia, you have people not giving salams. Don't sit with fulan, or you might give a person might give him salam. He don't give salam back. Walk down. He has his head head down. And to me, honestly, I got to the point where it doesn't affect me. But I'm just saying what students go through, generally speaking, right? Backbiting you, backbiting you. Uh, warning against you, even maybe even talking about general sifat that you didn't really understand, and you take it to a scholar, and you're not there to defend yourself. Um, warning against people sitting with you in a matam or okay, crazy stuff, right? But then when it comes to okay, so you're telling me fulan yani he's mubtada? Nah, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. You said everything under the sun. You might as well say that as well. <laughs> You called the man everything else. I mean, he he has no honor with you. And, and, then, and then they send around clips saying, oh, look, Sheikh Fulan, he explained that warning against someone doesn't mean tabdir. I can do anything I want to you. I can treat you however want I like. But as long as I don't call you mubtadir, I'm fine. As long as I don't say that name, I'm safe. Okay, I'm in the safe fine. zone. It's all right. You know? <laughs> so that's Akhi. the other extreme. That's the other extreme. Akhi, wallahi, Akhi. <laughs> People got to understand. They got to face Allah SWT on Yom Qiyamah. And this is something which it doesn't harm whether either either extreme, whether you're on the extreme where you're calling people names or you're on the extreme where you're just playing with the ahkam, the rulings, and you're somewhat applying without saying you're applying it. You have to face Allah with that Yom Qiyamah. And that, you're not hurting nobody. Wallah, you're not hurting nobody but yourself. You're hurting yourself. You have to answer for that. So, hey, if that's something you feel comfortable with, as the Prophet said, right? If you don't have no type of shyness, do as you please. That's what, and, that, and that's where it is, you know? That's how I feel about it, to be honest. With that, I think it's a good place to stop. He said it's a good place to stop like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, but, that then, you, a good but then you came with the ayah, and then you can continue, and then it's like, oh, more things. <laughs> we got 27 minutes left now. People La, two hours we don't are. got no 27 minutes left. Akhi. We got an hour and a half. Akhi, Akhi, like one of the brothers said, one of the brothers said, he said, he, gets, it, he said, it gets me through work, he said, okay, this podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but the thing is, we have to build back up our endurance, right? We were building up endurance for the last few weeks, right? We went it was back like to a, one hour. Yeah, it was, like a, it was like 36 minutes the first podcast. Then it went to like an hour. Then it was an hour 15 minutes, hour 30, hour 35, two, two hours. hours, two hours and five minutes. Yeah. Then we went to last one hour. week, one hour. 
So have to build back up to it. Build back up endurance and get back there, inshallah. No problem. Everyone for listening and watching today this today's podcast. Uh, please continue to like, subscribe, share, um, comment. Give us the you know your comments in the below. What resonated you think about it? With you. Yeah, what you resonated with you? Want to be turned into a clip? Where's something we might have missed? Where's something you know yeah. we yeah we can give more detail to? Email us your concerns, your questions, etc. And uh, with that, I think it's good to end. Barakallahu feekum. Wallahu ta'ala alam. Sallallahu wa sallam ala nabiyina Muhammad.